man, I tell you, there's a lot of movies that we watch where there's some future thing and it's either like really awesome and it goes wrong or it's really wrong and things start to go right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's pretty much the way it is. Part of it is because I think people identify with those stories. But the interesting one always to me is not that things went wrong and you're trying to rebuild. It's when people think that when you hit this, whatever you call utopia, that somehow everything, it just solves back to everything's perfect. And I think that's kind of where people have a hard time identifying with that uh, just by the, what it is, like, what is utopia? So today we're going to talk about the dystopian utopia. So think on what that means to you as we launch out onto the loop and discuss it today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We're going to do this by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. You can find us at curiositycontinuum.com. It has all the links that you ever want and two you don't want. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to actually like email us, but you can, you can all that there. Find the places you can listen to us, follow us on social, and please rate and interact us. Uh, in the coming days, we'll be sharing some of the comments we've uh, received and just to kind of help you hear some feedback from some of our listeners, hopefully. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today is titled The Dystopian Utopia. And uh, we kind of want to kick it off to say, how do we define paradise in the first place? And I guess, Josh, I'm thinking about um, Coldplay? Like movies that we would we watch. think about Coldplay? Coldplay. <laughs> paradise. I always think of it like a pair of dice. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm I saying? do. <laughs> now I can't not see yeah, that. Exactly. In my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, no. So that's not how we do it. But. That's, well, anyway. <laughs> we need to have Coldplay as a guest on the show. Got to find a reason why. Usually, if we, let's talk about it from a movie standpoint, sure. because obviously, this is the real world, and the real world is far from perfect, and there's a lot of problems. And a lot of times in movies or TV shows or something, uh, there's always this future state where all of a sudden everything is perfect, even right. though it's still like the Earth. Right. Um, some of it you could say is archetypal, based on uh, things that you've learned in your religious tradition or other things. But there's there's a very human story that goes along with it. Like we're always striving for perfection and that's part of being human is that we know that we're not perfect and we're moving forward towards something better sure and i mean i want to throw just some movies out there that people might remember or have seen just so we kind of like get what we're talking about um elysium it's a great one it's a newer one i would say alita battle angel is also i mean that's probably the newest one that kind of takes this idea um Another great movie, if you haven't watched it, and I, I really, really recommend everybody watching it. It stars Justin Timberlake, and it's called In Time. It's a really good movie. A great sci-fi movie about dystopian utopia, kind of like the have and the have-nots. And instead of money, they use time. So that's why this is kind of like an interesting concept. But a lot of these movies always have this kind of like hook, this kind of, um, you know, idea that oh, we've evolved to this perfect state of being. 
And then during the course of the movie, and usually quite quickly, you realize that there's always a group of people are left out. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm thinking of movies like Gattaca. Yep, yep, that's a classic one. Yeah. You know, talking about things like that. Even like The Fifth Element, where you have uh, yeah. Mia Jovovich, where she's, or Jovovich, however she had her last name. I apologize. I think it's Jovovich. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're a fan of the movie, and I'm sorry that we butchered the <laughs> <your> name. <laughs> so those movies, you're right. What happens is that there's somebody's version of Utopia that is uh, excludes somebody else, and it disrupts so-called paradise, you know? And part of it is because as human beings, we are imperfect. And so to think that imperfect beings could build a perfect reality, it, that really is a dream. Like that's not right. really negative. Yeah. That's Absolutely. why I think like when you see that environment represented in film or television and all of a sudden it's broken, I think everybody goes, well, duh, something is wrong. You always still watch the story anyway to see how it unfolds. It's just you're sure. kind of revealing what type of broken it is. You yeah. Know? Um. What it does, though, uh, those shows are always interesting because it reveals kind of what's going on in people's hearts and minds about w- why, you know, and there's usually a reason where if it's utopia as presented that way, there's always like, why something... did we do that? Like, yeah. Why, how did it why, get that yeah. way? And I mean, in some of these movies, like, like a lot of it, uh, it always seems to center around some central conflict that like the whole world maybe had like either overpopulation or a big war or just yeah. a disease or something, something that maybe was out of the control of everybody, like individuals, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes too, in, in those movies, it talks, uh, it, it kind of almost points to technology. Yes. Saying that technology has given us utopia. But technology never solves the moral condition of people. It never solves uh, inner, you know, relational interactions and things like that because those are really more the foundation of, you know, of a healthy, vibrant community more than uh, yeah. te- technology-made stuff. Now, obviously, through, um, you know, advances in technology and other things like that, maybe to go grow crops or something where you could never grow crops before, that's obviously doing something to lift people where now we have food and now we have water. And those are important things. That's helping make the world a better place. It's still, and and along with that too, you have to make sure that you're teaching people just the, the basics of you know relational, having being being a human being and having a relationship with other human beings. Yeah, I mean, maybe even just like why are we why are we doing this in the first place? Like you said, and then like what defines this as like a perfect place? <laughs> right you know like why is it perfect um, right why is that utopia perfect like for everybody i think that's maybe a little different it is yeah and um it seems like there's two different versions that utopia presents itself one is that everybody has a unanimity as far as like we are exactly aligned on everything sure and you've lost your humanity in it or it's something where you um basically everybody loses their opinion. Everybody loses their point of view. Yeah. You know, and then everything is everything. Yeah. That's a lot like Gattaca, you know, like, um, like that idea where you're based off, you know, basically your genetic code and it's, it's like a caste system really. Yeah. Put in place, um, by, you know, maybe a few people that thought it was a good idea. Right. (laughs) And everybody just kind of bought into it because they had to. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it, everybody can make the logical jump in a movie generally like, oh, hey, it's a perfect future. And then everybody knows like, well, yeah, that's not going to last because that doesn't make for a good movie. It's like, you're going to see two hours of everybody getting along. (laughs) It doesn't make a good movie. That's like my house on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's really boring here. (laughs) I got, but those underlying things that, you know, play the ominous movie. And there's always that part, that point when it goes wrong. Yeah. So in real life, I mean, you actually don't want things to go wrong. Right, right. Like we want, I mean, personally, like like you and me, I mean, we all deal with stress and everything, but I don't want stress in my life. And especially as I get older, I've realized I really kind of want that to excise that stress out of my life. Or if there's somebody causing stress, I'd usually just kind of push them to the side. Yeah. Sometimes you, it's kind of, you want to, you want to choose the stress that you have yeah, because you can never stress. really eliminate yeah, it. Exactly. It's like here's, here's stress that makes me better, you know, to be able to do that kind of thing. Like I'm putting myself in this situation to work out things or I mean, work out in general. Like I got stressed out today in my workout, Lord have mercy. Like I'm <laughs> still trying to recover from it. But then there's also the, um, like the, I'll call it relational drama that causes stress. Sure. And that's something where you have to, you know, every, Love is unconditional, but relationships are conditional. So you want to say, is this the type of stress that is actually a deal breaker in this relationship? And you kind of have to evaluate, you know? So let's pull it back to the utopian idea. Yeah. So um, let's actually flip it from utopia to dystopia. Yeah, let's do that. So there's obviously some pretty good examples of a uh, dystopian future. Uh, You know, Hunger Games is kind of one that is uh, quasi-recent, I guess, where people can see that. You know, and it's, you see, obviously, here's like the people on the skids are not doing well. And here's the people that are supposedly doing well, that are the evil people and stuff, you know, all the different kinds of things. Sure. Um, there's also too like dystopian future, like there was a nuclear war. There was something where human beings in their desire I mean, for power, greed. Yeah. And a lot of that, t- I mean, it's like, it's almost, you know, you, I totally forgot about like Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> where that's really a dystopian dystopian (laughs) (laughs) super dystopian there's there's no utopia there (laughs) and it's a cautionary tale too you know where it's like going hey here's the you know we we put too much faith in technology and this is what happened you know i think about things like that in 1984 and other things like they they're telling things like hey this is what the world would be like if it's all about really the human condition when you think about it and how people become i mean even wally if you guys have ever seen that movie, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you see it. It's a great animated movie. But mm-hmm. it's about how people become complacent with technology even. And how because the technology is doing it for us, we just kind of like, okay, we'll just let it do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I think Brian's guilty of it. I think everyone's guilty of it. You know, my phone reminds me of something. I just like, oh. Thank you. <laughs> just move yeah, on. Exactly. But I don't think about sometimes like why it's doing that or how it's doing that. Now, right now, yeah, it's just my phone reminding me. But, you know, when we're getting to the point of self-driving cars and everything, pretty soon a car is going to pull up and say, oh, you, you have this appointment. You need to go to it. Am I going to even think about getting in that car? <laughs> right. You know, and yep. it's not even driven by a person. So how much but, power are we giving these things? That's that's the thing to remember. Um they said, hey, this is moving us toward a better future. 
And do I agree? Generally, I agree with those things. It's, it's, right. It's, 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 but it's uh, a future with context. Like we need to have right. a context of what is still going on around us. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been around for a while. Like how many cars do you see that are actually manual transmission anymore? Yeah. In fact, it happened down here in, uh, where I live in South Florida. Some guy carjacked a guy and he couldn't yeah. drive the car because <laughs> it was a manual <laughs> transmission. Wow. So he had to get out and run and then he got caught. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a bigger moral lesson. I don't carjack. First of all, somebody. don't carjack car. But if you're going to do drive a stick. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, I'm trying to find my children an opportunity to drive a manual transmission so that they understand how it works. Sure. If, even if like in their practical life, they may never use it. Like it helps give them again to go back to like, this is how things worked before, right? Because if they understand how a manual transmission works and how you're interfacing and say, here's actually the importance of how automatic transmission works, you learn a whole bunch of other things that you would have never known before. And it's really about the process, isn't it? Like it's it about is. knowing what came before. And I think that's what we're kind of losing a lot with a lot of things in technology and even with people. Yeah. If you talk to a younger generation, they don't understand that like before iTunes or before whatever music on YouTube, we had CDs, we had tapes, we had eight tracks, we had records, we had live performances. You know, they they're starting to forget that. And it's not that long ago. No. And it's important, I think, that we remember and we what came before and how we got to where we are today. That's a contextual awareness thing so that you understand what the technology is doing for you that used to have to be done not By in a, a digital way. <laughs> yeah. By a person. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And on the on the Wally point, because I do love that movie. It's uh, you know, very well done. Uh, Pixar always has uh great, great storylines because they spend so much time to make sure people go along with you on it people started to actually come back alive again when they realized hey like i need to pay attention yeah and the biggest thing i think where utopia goes wrong is when people abdicate their personal responsibility or their awareness of situations or context where you could you could um easily be deceived by something because you're not paying attention or you you lose a skill or an ability to actually work through a problem or a process because the answer's handed to you. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, in the dystopian movies, you realize like, here's what we had. This is what was lost. We're trying to regain our, our civilization in some way, shape or form. And what you see always emerge in that movie is like the, the vigor and the power of the human spirit when it's put up against challenges and things that, you kind of rise to that challenge, you know? So human beings by their nature, if they're, they're wanting to advance and do things like they're making something better, they're making something different. They're pushing it forward. And you almost like feel yourself rooting more in the, um, dystopian versions. Cause you know, like, Hey, we're working toward something better when sure. you hit utopia and you, you assume that this is what everybody says. This is the perfect, you know, you know, earthly society then you always see the problems with it because again, we're human beings and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, what are some things you want to challenge people to do to think about this, Brian? I think, um, when you look at a utopian society, like what's your idea would be, does it include other folks that are different than you? Because even in, uh, 
in every every version of something like that, he's talking about like, this is you know heaven or this is whatever. All different people and all different backgrounds and things are there, and so you have to say, does my version of the quote perfect future actually include folks that don't look just like me? You know, and in those places of suffering where you say this is a dystopian place in my life, am I looking at that going like, yeah, this suffering it sucks, but I know it's going to get better. And if you don't know it's going to get better, um, you know, there's probably that you should probably reach out to somebody to help you work through that particular thing. The dystopian part of your life. This is going to be an edit part, I think, Josh, right here. <laughs> okay. So I'm rambling. So you're going to say, what challenges people, Brian? <laughs> yes, because I, I'm, I was trying to get you to just Wrap like up. come up with like two questions maybe yeah. or statements. So, so, okay, Brian. So what are you thinking, you know, how do you want to challenge people to think about this this week? I would say this. Um, if you're in a place in your life where things are going well, have you kind of settled back on your heels where you're not actually moving forward anymore you know have you almost abdicated that and say oh i'm good now because there's always some other person you can help or some other place that you can get better because we are always a work in progress yeah and we're human we're human beings we're human beings i would say in the dystopian places in your life where you may have struggle or suffering or other things where are you drawing your inspiration to move through the suffering move through the struggle because we're all working toward that better place. Yeah. And you're not alone. There's people there around you or people that you can turn to to help you work through that because we're meant to live in a community together. And together, through all of our suffering, through our advances, we can make a better future. Yeah. That sounds cheesy, but that's true. Yeah. And I agree. And I, I just want to, like, I just want to, I want to reiterate to people that we are human beings, we're going to make mistakes. We're not all living the perfect life or our best life, for example, and that's okay. And just think about how you can get there and how you maybe could do one little thing, just one thing different in your life that would maybe make you feel more worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to put a comment in the conversation. I agree. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Mm-hmm.